right, guys, we're back with another uh, another movement, another movement of BM Boomer Memes. It's episode 18. Thanks for coming back. Uh, as always, you can follow the show on Instagram at Boomer Memes Pod. Um, I'm just on Twitter at I am sharp official. Uh, both of those places have a link tree in the bio where you can get links to everything I've ever done, including all the stuff related to this show and others. Um, there's also links to a discord channel that I have started. If you want to chat with me, it's, it's real super duper low key right now, but, uh, feel free to join that and, and, uh, probe me and, and get some uh, conversation started. It's going to be rad. It's all part of my greater movement to get people off of Facebook. I think Facebook is bad. I've been off of it for two years now. It's been the best decision I've ever made in my life. I know it sounds like a religion because it's the truth. Quit Facebook. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll work on the other ones one at a time, but right now I think Facebook is the main one we need to go after. Um, I don't do a Patreon or anything. So if you want to support the show also in said link trees is uh, my Venmo and my cash app. Uh, if you like it, you want to send me a couple bucks that helps keep the show going. So I, uh, I appreciate everyone's, uh, you know, involvement in this, in this journey. We all go on together. Um, that's, that's what I'm here for. So uh, before we get things started, it has been a hell of a year. Uh, this is the uh, not, this will come out uh, on the 31st, so it'll be the last official day of 2021 and leading up to the greatest holiday that's ever existed. That's right. I'm talking about my birthday on January 3rd. Forget, mm-hmm. about, forget about anything before that. Nothing matters. We're going to party hard on Monday night, January 3rd. Everyone's invited. Um, I've got some New Year's resolutions. I'm, I'm giving up beer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slam it down on uh on the third and then starting on the fourth no more beer for mr ian sharp uh, i'm still gonna drink cocktails but slower and in less frequency i think that's a good plan um, also gonna try and manage uh, my time a little better but hey enough about me guys i have a guest and this is a really exciting guest um i have with me jake from aether realm jake how are you doing man man i'm doing fine Thank you for having me on Boomer Memes. Yeah, you know, um, you're a meme connoisseur. I figured you this you, you wouldn't mind having your name attached to such filth as this. I'm sorry, what? I said you you're a meme connoisseur, so you wouldn't mind. Man, I'm, I feel like I'm retired. You know, I feel like a little bit. I'm like I'm retired from from memes. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Well, I still enjoy them, right? But you know, I'm not propagating them like I used to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't repost a whole lot. Um, I'm, you know, like I said, I quit Facebook, so I really that's really the main outlet for that. And I don't want to clutter up my Instagram with it. But, but anyway, enough about me. Um, I do have a guest this week. Uh, it is a pretty awesome guest. Uh, you know, I did a, a couple episodes back. I did an episode all about um, a deep dive into why I love heavy metal so much. And I did plug a band called Aether Realm on that episode. And I have Jake from Aether Realm with me. Jake, how you doing? I'm doing fine, and I didn't know you you plugged us. Uh, was it on an episode of this show? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's called Heavy Metal is the Law. I just went down through like basically why I like metal so much because you know ever oh. since ever since I switched to comedy, um, I you know a lot of my I have a lot more diverse friend group than I used to have. So it's like yeah, it's not just dudes in like bullet belts and spike vests and shit. It's like I'm the metal guy. So when I meet another one in the wild, it's like oh my god. <laughs> Do you like this band? And they're like, no. And I'm like, shit. 
you're one of those metalheads. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we'll, we'll, let's get started. Um, I think with something that I think everyone who's listening wants to know, um, Jake, where were you on January 6th? Oh God. <laughs> Cause I've seen the pictures of, of man. Yeah. Oh, they, there's that guy, you know, clearly a, a fan. Oh man. It's the it, most it, redneck Viking that's ever walked the earth. I'm sure you we get tweeted that. about that. It was like really spicy. I was kind of concerned. <laughs> I'm sure I, I tweeted that picture. I was like, bro, not like this. <laughs> this is not the way it was. It was. This is not what we envisioned. No, I think I just tweeted that redneck Vikings was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm, I'm sure you got that a lot once that once that hit. Oh man, you know it was fine. Like I feel like anybody that knows this knows what we're about as bands. Uh, so I wasn't like concerned about getting canceled, but I was also just like, wow, he, that guy's really. Really leaning into it there. Yeah. Fun times, fun times. So uh, for people who don't know like anything about metal or anything like that, describe how you would describe your band to like a stranger at the gas station. Oh, no. All right. So, well, see, the thing is you have to you have to establish the listeners like level of interest and like prior knowledge. Right. Cause that's going to have a heavy effect on it. If you go up to some stranger, you'd be like, we sound like Insafirum. They're not going to, they're going to think that you're a crazy person. They're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, so I typically start with like, all right, what's like the most heavy metal band that you already like. Kid and rock. somebody, sometimes somebody will be like, all right, Metallica. And I'm like, okay, cool. It sounds like Metallica. And the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. That's like, good. That's my go-to because that's usually, you know, across the board, like two things that the average schmo kind of knows about. Um, but if we get more specific, I'm more like, it sounds like Winter Sun a little bit, but then on our last album, we sold out and wrote a ballad. But uh, also we have some songs that are, you know, sort of Americana- folk music slash symphonic melodic death metal a la Teresa's, but if they were from North Carolina. Anyways, you know, you can get as granular as you want with it, and ultimately it's just like, I don't know, man, it's like brass and choirs and strings and metal. It's like Metallica, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like Metallica, but like with the Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean soundtrack. That's good. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so like, uh, we we never like have nerded out on metal together. I don't think. Um, you know, not really. No, we always just hang out and like you know bullshit about everything else. But uh, what uh, what what was your like? What got you into metal? What's your like? What's your cred? Oh man, my cred. So. Uh, it came from two sources. Um, when I was like eight or so, uh, I would have pretty regular, like once a year family reunions where we would, me and my cousins on my mom's side of the family, we'd go to the beach together. And I had some older, uh, male cousins that would wake me up, you know, in the mornings with a tape, a cassette tape player with headphones on it and they would blast ride the lightning by Metallica. They would put that tape in and throw it on my little sleeping head 
and just wake me up with full blast fucking Metallica riffs when Dave Mustaine was still in the band. And so that was my first ever like introduction to it, which I was, I was so down, you know, it's like the first time you listen to some shit as a child. That's not like fed to you by your parents or, you know, whatever your peers are into at school. I don't know. It felt like, like this uncharted territory for me that I enjoyed a lot. And then I got more into the extreme type of metal when my sister would, we would go around when I was probably 13, she was 16 and she had her car for the first time and she would have burned mixed CDs with like Demi Borgir and Children of Bodom and Cradle of Filth and Corn, uh, so a little bit of Slipknot, um, some Opeth. That was my introduction to the world of more extreme metal. I was always listening to Are You Dead Yet and Mask of Sanity were the two Bodum singles that got me fired up as a little 13-year-old kid. That's awesome. Uh, and, you know, then, like, uh, I mean, from there, I kind of charted my own path a little bit through, like, figuring out bands I liked. I was introduced to both Insufirum and Winter Sun through my bandmate and good friend Heinrich, who you know. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, bands like Revocation, which are uh, like the more American side of the spectrum of like bands that seem to be really forging their own sound and not, you know, like... Like those dudes are obviously really skilled at making, at both playing and and writing music, and don't seem to be particularly blown about by the winds of what is is popular even within the metal world. It took seeing yeah, them. it's like blues fucking solos over aggressive, blistering, fast death metal. I mean, it's I don't know, legendary bands. Yeah. It took it took a while for me to warm up to them, but it took once I saw them live, I was sold. I was like, okay. I still I get never it. seen them live. Uh, I blew it. I blew my one chance to see them live when I was, uh, I think I was thirteen actually, and they played to like eight people at the local illegal bar venue thing, um, and all my metal friends were like, Jake, you got to come see this band, and I was. Like, uh, I think I had just entered a relationship with my first ever girlfriend. And I was like, no, I'm going to hang out and play board games with her family. <laughs> and I missed revocation. Well, that's that's a life lesson there for you. It is. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. I So, like, I've been out of the game for a little bit. I'm, uh, like... Kind of when I uh, started got getting more into comedy, I slowly quit kind of following the metal world as closely as I had been. I, like who's popular and all that shit. Well, it was yeah, like I don't like or what the new albums coming out are and stuff. I like I almost like what new bands are even you know popping out on the scene and stuff like that. Like I I kind of lost base you know t- lost base with all of it. Um, but then like a couple years ago, I started like kind of getting the itch again and, and, and digging back in. And it seems like it's kind of different, but kind of the same. What's your, like, you're still active, I, I guess. So I don't know how closely yeah. you follow like the newer bands, but like, what's your take on the landscape these days? 
of the landscape of the metal scene. I mean, uh, so there's, I guess, been a, uh, I mean, I think the era that we were doing stuff, like Deathcore was still a, a pretty big deal. Um, and now that's not really changed. There are two bands, I think, uh, Lorna Shore and Slaughter to Prevail. Uh, I think it's Slaughter to Prevail, the Russian band. Um, and both of them are sort of competing uh, right now as sort of the top like crossover metal deathcore band. Um, and they both have these crazy vocalists that just make absurd sounds that nobody should be able to make. Lorna Shore got this dude, Will Ramos, and they put out an EP sort of recently. And I think a little bit of the like hype around it, and this is, as, I've, I'm a little, as a little bit of a, I don't know if jaded is the right word, but like I, they kicked out this dude, this dude CJ something or other. I don't remember his last name. Uh, because he was, you know, allegations came out that he was a sexual abuser and was like grooming women and shit. And I think from enough sources where it was like, all right, yeah, he's doing it, you know? And so he got dropped and this new guy came on and CJ, their old guy, was considered to be like the best, the best deathcore vocalist. So there was a lot of like whole breath holding of like, all right, is the new guy going to be able to gonna pick you know fill the shoes of the old guy that sucked but was technically very skilled and they put out this ep where this dude does this crazy pre-breakdown like uh what's the word that they use it's not pig squeals they use this i've seen people call it all kinds of different stuff but basically it just makes like animal noises <laughs> for for like 15 seconds and then they go into a, a crazy breakdown and it got really big on tiktok because uh, it's the sort of like short form, you know, oh, wow, this we've got 20 seconds of like audio that is just absurd sounding. And it goes into like the heaviest breakdown you've ever heard. This is prime like content for, you know, hey, I'm I'm making the short form content and like I'm in the car with my brother who doesn't listen to metal. I'm going to make him listen to this crazy shit. <laughs> do you think um, do you think bands are like writing to fit that format now like putting like oh this would be a good TikTok some clip. of them some of them i don't think lorna shore was uh right. i think they just did a thing they definitely stoked the flames and i hung out with um uh sonia one of their promotional team members they used to work for napalm and now they work for then they work for the orchard which is like um like a publishing company. I don't know how any of that shit works, man. I'm getting fucked. I know that, but that's <laughs> all I know. But, um, but Sonia was telling me about some of the promotional strategies that they had used to like push that Lorna Shore song on TikTok specifically. So I think they just did their thing and then they had some good promo right. that, that capitalized on this little 20 second snippet of music. Yeah, it, um, it it just happened to be an awesome like TikTok bait, I guess. Yeah, and then and but then the other the other element was like people wanted this dude to succeed too, right? Like when the when the last guy like goes out in sort of a a world of 
oh, this guy was being fucked up, but he was really good, but he was being fucked up. Like, people want to see the next person step up and, and you know, the, the narrative they want to have in their mind is that, like, well, that guy was good, but the new guy, like, fucking, the underdog took him out, you know? Right. Like, I still get to keep my band, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. And then the Slaughter Prevail band is, uh, I haven't listened to them as much, um, but they're just another, like, the guy's name is Alex Terrible. <laughs> it's his stage name. Uh, and I think they're just another band that really is pushing the boundaries of heaviness as opposed to, like, you know, beautiful uh, melodies or, or chord progressions or whatever. They're not, that's, that's not their focus. You know, there can be, and there's definitely beauty to be found in just writing a heavy ass thing. But uh, that's that's their focus, right? Not not like melodic, a melodic sense or like a uh, harmonic sense or you know any of that. Right. Not to the same degree that like you know I don't know some power metal band would be concerned about their melodies. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, and then Brand of Sacrifice. That's another deathcore crossover band that's getting a lot of, I'm actually, a lot of action. They're all berserk themed. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm super familiar with them because of that. Like I'm, 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 I'm balls deep in like berserk YouTube. So <laughs> anything. That comes oh across. man, I just watched uh, the three movies. Right. Yeah, I've got, and I watched a little bit of the old anime and I watched a little bit of the new shit. Ugh. Uh, yeah, the new, one, the new one's not good. Sometimes it's beautiful. Like every now and then, they got a, there's like a shot in there that like got the budget right, and then and then a lot of the rest of it is pretty rough. I I highly recommend the manga over anything else though. It's the it's the purest. oh yeah I, I I haven't I've never been I never dug deep into the manga shit, but like I do like to read so it's, it's and I do like that story. I think it's like a pretty. Uh, I don't know what the right word would be to describe the tale of berserk, but I just tell people it's about friendship and betrayal. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's my, it's, I think that's probably my favorite like work of fiction. I'm, you know, I'm, I was obviously sad about, uh, you know, the passing of Kentaro Mura this year. I, and I'm, I stayed caught up. I'm I've, I've read the last issue that came out, but uh, it's, it ends kind of, you know, abruptly <laughs> but yeah and i imagine like homies just can can like everybody i see a lot of people talking about the theme of like struggle in that right yes where you know guts is always he he's, doesn't really catch a break ever he's always struggling and like his companions are all struggling and it's that you know in stark contrast to griffin who like you know, is struggling in his own way in a vastly different way. Uh, and, and that the, the likely like it's, it's mayor like dude. Um, what was his name? Mira. Uh, Mira. Yeah. Mira. You know, they, I've heard a lot of people talk about like he may or may not have had like a definite end in sight because the whole thing was about the struggle. It wasn't about like the, you know, the riding off into the sunset shit. It was a, his, his story was the struggle, right? Gut struggle and all his, all his little butts. 
Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's one of the most incredible, uh, things, you know, I always, you know, when you, whenever you get into something like that, there's always the question of like, oh, well, you know, you compare yourself to the different characters. Like, are you more of a guts or more of a Griffith? And I think at different times I'm, I'm both. And I think that's kind oh, of, everybody's a little bit of both, right? They got their vision for their kingdom, whatever the fuck that is, you know, it's different for everybody. And then there are also points where everybody is pretty, uh, preoccupied strictly with swinging their sword, whatever that means, like staying fucking alive for another day. You know, everybody's got their, their moments of grand vision and their moments of like, Oh fuck, this is, this is wrecked. Whatever my life is, it's not any good. Yeah. Berserk's awesome. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm sure I've we get, uh, we get our, our rune that's on your sweatshirt. Uh, we get that shit like all the time where people are like, is that the brand of sacrifice? <laughs> and and it's wild because I had never heard of Berserk when we came out with that. But like it's obviously very similar because it's just like that runic sort of 45 degree, 90 degree angle lines, like in the form of different runes like structure. Um, here's, here's some fun trivia. Uh, we put the brand of sacrifice from Berserk on the first, uh, unspoken triumph. Uh, oh, I have that shit. I absolutely know you did that shit. It was intentional. <laughs> uh, so, uh, um, let, me, let me, let me dive back into the, the heavy metal realm. Uh, we never really left it, but, <laughs> um, so we talked about like where metal is at today. Where do you think it's going to go? Cause like, in my opinion, like it seems like, from from everything I notice, it does seem like it's it's smaller than it was. Like I, I know metal kind of comes and goes in waves. Do you think we're about to hit another big pop of it, like pretty soon, or do you think it's it's kind of like gone the way of like polka, where the you know it'll just be a fringe kind of thing and get lesser and lesser? It's hard to say uh, because like we can we can go on all kinds of different like scales right if we go on on if we zoom out on like a larger scale uh we're looking at like okay big big bands like what have well, who are the next legacy bands that will replace megadeth metallica uh iron maiden you know who's who will replace them and the answer is probably nobody i don't know that anybody will Slipknot's pretty like, huge, I think, but yes. Well, no, you know what? You're right. You're 100 right. Slipknot is definitely the next legacy band in that regard. Maybe, um, like, maybe like bands like Mastodon will get like prestige, sort of like where they. Well, get, yeah, like, and they're kind of they're sort of entering into that realm a little bit now. I think sort of uh, the big hot like standard metal item is Gojira. Yeah, I think that that they're they're sort of. Uh, taking the, I mean, they're, 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 they're French, right? I think so. Yeah. They're taking, I think the throne of like at least one spot of if there is to be a next big four. Now, no, I don't think it's ever going to get as big again as it was in the eighties, unless it's like some sort of greater generational cycle thing that I am unable to wrap my head around. Um, I hear rap's but, getting pretty heavy these days, and it's getting like taking on more of a metal kind of aesthetic and energy. You talking about like Ghost Main or, or yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm still like lost on that world because it feels like I'm like the grown up at the high school with that stuff. But uh, that's yeah. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm all for let the kids have their fun, though. I'm not going to be a, a stodgy old, you know, like, what is this noise, you know, kind of guy. <laughs> but, I think I uh, there's dudes like um, like Corpse, who's, you know, it's kind of the crossover of like YouTuber culture and music creation, um, which is interesting. It can be frustrating as a dude that like put all his stat points into riffs and then somebody that put all their stat points into like video content creation. It's it's like that panned out better for them, right? Like that's that's good in the meta right now of of being a creator. Um but you know, that's it is what it is. It's not like that anything can be done with that other than trying to pivot and and put some points into stuff that'll bring in the dough and let you do the thing you love, which is in my case, making cool riffs. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think art's always going to endure. Like there's always going to be people oh, yeah. who want to create. So I think like for me to sit there and say that, like, you know, the guitarist deserves it more. I, you know, that, that was definitely my opinion at one time for sure. Um, but now it's just like, people are going to like what they like and everybody's exposed to so much stuff that like, as long as the stuff I like still exists, I'm, I'm going to support it and, and keep yeah. it going, but I'm not going to, there is no controlling or, or even guiding. I think like the, the meta of greater music and even like niche music trends, right? Like, um, if you want to get, you can take that same like greater that like more zoomed out view and zoom in and say, all right, let's go into like OSDM, like original old school death metal style stuff, like Gate Creeper, Blood Incantation, or like Tomb Mold, or right bands that intentionally in the in like the current era are sort of jocking this specific uh, era of you know, raw death metal. Um, and there's a movement, and I guess a lot of these bands are all signed to like Maggot Stomp Records. This is a particular record label that it specializes in that. And there's this whole movement both on Twitter and on uh, Instagram and like on a lot of social media that's like goes cuckoo for some of these bands. Um, and then you can go on other metrics like Spotify or whatever, where you're trying to get a gauge of how many people are listening. And like, I don't know, maybe I might, this might be my view just because it makes me feel better. But like a lot of these OSDM bands have these massive Instagram and, and Twitter following the, like the, the communities that have been built up in those uh, zones are like really active. And then, you go and check out like, all right, how many people listen to these dudes like digitally? And it's not, it's like, you know, 20,000 monthly or, uh, 40,000 monthly or something. It's like, like to compare, like the, a band where I know sort of the inner workings of with either realm, I struggle all the time to get fucking traction on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Uh, like, I can't fucking write a hit tweet to save my life from the either Elm account, but we've got motherfuckers listening to us. I can go on Spotify and be like, all right, we've got like a hundred thousand monthly. That's, that means something, but it's hard to, it's hard to gauge 
in, I mean, for me at least, like what band is more popular? The band that's like, you know, got a, a really at, like vocal uh, following and they're getting like magazine covers and shit, or is it more like about streaming numbers or is it more about like YouTube views? And then if you think about that, you start getting the world of like, you know, reaction dudes or, or people that specialize in YouTube content creation, like Nick Nocturnal or Mystique. I don't know if you've ever seen her shit, but she's like a, um, she's a good producer. She does like keyboards and, uh, but she's sort of a, a internet personality a little bit too. Like has, she's been good at developing her brand as an internet personality that makes video short form video content doing metal stuff. Um, and, and there's so many, these, these so many different approaches that you can have to being, uh, and you go look at like Mystique's Spotify numbers and she's only recently put some stuff out and it's pretty, it's like within the 30,000s or something, I think. But you go on on Facebook and it's like 6,000 likes per post. So you, it's, it's hard to get a grip on what means what in the modern era of like artists competing to be the top dog. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they've successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 Tremor, which is now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. The new Tremor was just released only moments ago, and we are one of the few people to get our hands on it first. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BREWCHAT. You see it there on the screen. If you're listening to it, it's B-R-E-W-C-H-A-T-T, no spaces, at manscaped.com. So yeah, go to manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free shipping with code BREWCHAT. ExpressVPN. This is kind of a cross promo with uh, the other show that Ian and I do in Chaos We Trust, but we think privacy is super important. You should protect your privacy from the, uh, the, the Mongol horde that is Facebook that's coming to steal your data. Get on over to expressvpn.com slash in Chaos We Trust and you can get three free months. And uh, yeah, go check it out. It's very important to protect your privacy. Don't be a dumbass. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it seems to me like it's you got to keep like, uh, you know, multiple plates spinning at one time. And it's, oh, you absolutely do. And we're, we're like or you can take the approach of, I don't know, Alcest yeah. and not really not really buy into it and, and go more with just like, all right, we're going to put out like a real good album, you know, every three years and, you know, hope that that's that does it. like there's and I think that as far as like respect from your peers goes like ultimately the numbers don't really matter that much. Cause it's what really matters is whether somebody's like, Oh, I, yeah, like I, I listened to one of your tracks and it moved me or I watched one of your videos and it was interesting. You know, it's, it's the shit that like is harder to quantify that 
is more important. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's, you got to kind of set your own bar. I think like, um, yeah, you, you well, know, you can, what, what you go be in a world of, of misery. If you fucking are like, all right. I, I mean, not that I don't do this, but you know, if you just are always like, all right, we just got to get as big as this band. We just got to get as big as this content creator. Right. Like, cause there's always going to be another one that's bigger than you. Yeah. You know. Ian, can I ask you a favor real quick? Okay, what's up? Can I run to go to the bathroom and have an edit point? And- <laughs> sure thing. All right, I'll be right back. Okay, uh, so you you mentioned uh, Spotify plays and, you know, um, how, how you like to quantify things. I, I, I saw your guys post where you posted like your, uh, you know, yearly breakdowns for the past few years. And, uh, it's pretty impressive. I, I did some kind of comparative math. Um, just, I think when like with faith or flames was at their best, we were, we were doing, it's hard to say exactly. Cause you'd have different days that spiked a lot. So I kind of did a, um, a best case scenario for a year. We probably got like 3000 plays on MySpace a day. So that's that I, I kind of that's that's like just a million. So it's like you guys have blown us out of the water. So fuck. <laughs> Fire the cannons. Hey, no, I'm happy. Another for you, one down. I'm glad I'm glad to see you guys kick ass. I, I enjoyed it. But how, how does that feel? Do you do you, or do you guys like do you feel like your your dick is just so big now or do you like. It's, yeah, it's actually giving me back problems now because uh, <laughs> it throws my spine out of the line. <laughs> no, like. uh I mean, like I can, I can actually pretty well map my internal goals, like as a band at different points. Um, for example, I re- I very clearly remember telling myself when we were coming up, like in Greenville, North Carolina, I was, th- I thought to myself, like, this is like a first, you know, three years as a band. If we were only as big as blue destroy, then I would be satisfied. And Blue Destroy was our, our second guitar player, Jack. Uh, it was his other band. And they were just like an instrumental, like, they sounded sort of like the fucking champs. I don't know if you ever listened to them, but they were this um, instrumental trio. It was two guitarists and a drummer. And the guitarist, one of them, played some keyboards sometimes. And they just kind of rocked out. Uh, and or like ratatat a little bit but but like a more primitive form of that kind of music um and to be sure they were not like super big like we would play house shows and it would be like a packed out like 60 person house show uh with them but you know they weren't like they weren't some giant band they were just like my frame of reference for like what i thought was sick and awesome and then some time back, you don't really like notice when it happens, but sometime we, we did that. And then my brain just went straight to like, all right, well, I want to be as big as this like regionally known band. Uh, you know, I want to be as well known as Apotheosis, one of North Carolina's like early death metal, I say early, early in my frame of reference, death metal bands. And so at some point we got bigger than them. And at some point we got bigger than, you know, many different bands. And then I, I got, I've gotten better now at just trying to beat ourselves. 
So what I wanted to do is we had never had 100,000 monthly listeners on Spotify before, so I've been gnashing my teeth over getting our big hundy for the first time. Uh, for months and months, we got stuck at like 97,000 was where we peaked like when the last album came out. And then it dripped back down to like 80,000 and hung out there for a while. And I've just been steaming about it. And then finally we, we hit it on the last tour we were on. We got to like 104 or whatever. Uh, and I don't know. I think I was like a little bit, I've been a little bit down in the dumps anyways. So I noted it with everybody. I was like, Hey everybody, we like, we hit this for the first time. Good job. But I really like celebrated that hard. I wish I celebrated milestones like that harder because you know they're cool. Well, I, but they, you know, it's it's not like any. It's not like I feel hitting that number the way the same way I would feel if we hit that number like when I was twenty. You know, because it would have been insane then. The trajectory would have been like unbelievable. Versus oh, yeah. now, it's like we've just been around doing shit for a while, and it's been a slow, steady creep up. Well, I, I, I celebrate for you, man. I'm, I'm happy to see it. Um, I also appreciate the fact that, you know, you weren't too much of a rock star to come on, uh, come on the old show. And, uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're still a humble guy. Not like, you know, we talked earlier about some of these other bands you used to open for me. You know, I used to be in a band. I used to be cool. Uh, you did. And, you know, oh, like, I, remember, like, I remember when y'all, uh, when we opened for y'all at, was it, what was the one where the PA was kind of shit? Oh, the, the one I don't, I don't, <laughs> um, I don't, man, it's hard to say. I don't remember playing with you guys and with faith or flames. I remember hearing about you guys. You know, I'm sorry. You pay, you play with us with unspoken triumph, but yeah. we opened for you that band. Yeah. 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 We, Oh, probably. Yeah. JJ's. I know I've booked, I booked you there a couple times. Um, Ziggy's probably. All right, was is it JJ's or Ziggy? All right, no, JJ's has like this short stage. You walk in, it's on the left side. Right. Okay. Okay. It had to be. It's Ziggy's. I'm thinking about Ziggy's. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Ziggy's. I mean, I enjoy playing JJ's. I remember one of my big memories from there was Mike Lowe came out and we convinced him that he should play his guest solo in the song "The Magician," and he was like, "Man, I haven't practiced in a while." We're like, "It's gonna be fun." And our fucking monitor mix was shit. Yeah. He couldn't hear his thing, and he had a strobe light in his eye, and he butchered it. It was terrible. And, and you know, Mike's like one of the best fucking guitarists that I know. And I just, I don't know. I, it was so funny to me. Like, we blew it off, and it was we had a good time that night. It was all cool. He was really bummed about how poorly he played his solo. <laughs> but I was like, well, man, you know. Like we really put you in that spot and we didn't really plan. We didn't like rehearse it or anything. It's not like, you know, it's not like we were putting all the chips on that little bit working, but, uh, that was a fun night. Hell yeah, man. Uh, it was always fun selling merch up off the pool table. Yeah. You'll have to, you'll have to come back sometime. I don't know if, if, if you're uh, too big a rock stars to play like local dives like that, but if, uh, Oh dude, we definitely like that's the, the, the difference now is that fingers crossed. We can actually like pack it out on by ourselves, you know, yeah. or, or if, you know, if you're ever just free and want to do a one-off, you know, you know how to hit me up. Um, mm-hmm. but so like, I, I, like I said, I appreciate you coming on here, not being a rock star, like some of these other <laughs> bands, like Whitechapel, they used to open for us. 
they don't talk to me anymore. They're not my friend anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, but like, you know, uh, what, are there any bands that like, uh, passed you guys up that like, uh, have opened for that, like left us in the dust? Yeah. Well, um, so there the band here's, here's one and they may not have even known that they did this or maybe they did and they, they're like me and they just didn't really note it when it happened. There's this Italian band called Windrose and for the longest time, like I was, they, I, I had sort of envisioned them as our rivals because they were about the same size as us. I think I've and heard they put of them. out. Are they like the dwarves? Dwarf themed metal, like fucking yeah. fantasy dwarf themed metal. Um, and they put out a cover of this like big Minecraft song called Diggy Diggy Hole. I've heard it. And that, that fucking blasted us, blasted them like straight into the stratosphere. They're like, they got like 350,000 Spotify monthly listeners now. That shit fucking burned us right up. <laughs> so that's one. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I think like there, there aren't that many besides them, which again, that rivalry was not like confirmed by them or anything. That was a totally <laughs> internal uh, vibe. Though I know Donnie has like played Warzone on on his Twitch with some of those dudes from that band before, so like, uh, you know, we know each other somehow, like by some, you know, stretch. That's uh, it's cool that you you can get along with European bands too, because like, um, I uh, I, I filled in on vocals with uh, Destroy 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 for like a tour. Oh yeah, and uh, they they told me they had a hard time uh, getting over in in Europe because people saw it as parody and they don't appreciate it. If they feel like it's really Americans making fun of them, but I guess you guys just come off as super authentic. I mean, you always you you come off as legit to me. I'm I'm just saying like I, I'm not a European person, so I can't speak to that, but. I mean, I've, we've played for Europeans, and uh, Germans are just super fucking honest, right? Like, you go play a show, you play your heart out, you know you fucked up a little bit, and some German dude comes up to you after the show, and he's like, you did not sound as good live as you did on the record, but I will buy a shirt anyways. Well, that's cool. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, okay, thanks, man, wow. So maybe they were like just getting because like in America, right? You can fuck your shit right up, and your crowds still be like, "Man, that was sick, dude." The mosh pit was bumping. It's they and, and even if you know you did fuck up your solo or some shit, right? Like I feel like American crowds are more forgiving in that respect. They're just like there for the vibes. All right. So uh, before we uh, wrap things up, uh, I got a couple more for you. Um, what uh, What are some dream tours you'd like to go on? Like at this point. Uh, yeah. Some some uh, bands that you that are still like way out of reach for you that you'd like to to get to. Um. Well, I don't know. Like, here's the thing: I don't know how way out of reach because at this point, where we are as band, right? Like, it's a matter of being in the right ears for the right thing at the right time. Like, it's for sure. so so it's it's more of a chance situation. I would love to tour with Winter Sun. I feel like. We have memed them all, all fucking every way possible. But like, and and they as a band have achieved like their own sort of meme status with the like crowdfunding thing. But 
I still think they're masters of the craft, and I would be hyped to hell to open for them on a tour. Uh, you know, if like any of the super big dogs of our musical world ever took us out, I would, you know, like Amon Amarth or some crazy shit like that, or like Parkway Drive, you know, like bands that sort of did the metalcore, metal crossover thing, like Trivium, you know, bands that are big dogs. And then here's the thing, we've been brought out by a lot of the biggest motherfuckers uh, at different points, so the stuff that would seem more out of reach would be like really absurd shit. Like, okay, bring me the horizon wants to take you out or, you know, Lady Megadeth wants to take you out. And like that, that kind of shit, I would still, I would also take with a grain of salt because like, I don't think we would be big enough to merit a very good deal. And in those scenarios, because there are a lot of bands that pay to open for those tours, right? Like I've heard of bands paying absurd absurd amounts of money just to open for bands that are not going to net them that much money by any stretch of the imagination but they just want to be out there doing it you know i've i've heard of bands paying fucking sixty thousand dollars to open for bands that probably don't even generate that much money in all of their other merch sales uh so, you know, you got to keep your eye on your, your, get to a point where you just got to see what the deal says. All right. Uh, beef time. What bands wouldn't you tour with? Oh, what bands wouldn't we tour with? I mean, there are a lot of answers Dead stop. to that question. <laughs> um, oh, man. I got to see. I'm trying to draw my moral line here because there are bands I would say but I'm like but would I tour with them if the opportunity came along what's like if if Joe Rogan wanted me on his podcast I'd go in a heartbeat <laughs> I'd be like yeah, yeah you're like yeah dude um I wouldn't tour with blood on the dance floor <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair uh fucking I got one Ovid's withering <laughs> Oh yeah, I they, definitely they, would go with that fucking band. Good are God, they still around? man, what a that's a blast from the goddamn past. Yeah, I still have one of those shirts, but I won't. I, you know, it's one of those ones like I I don't, don't want to wear it. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, I I had a hoodie, and I wound up sewing it. I sewed a vest over it so that it was just permanently covered by this, you know, metal dude battle vest. And then I lost it in L.A. It's, I think it's still at one of the venues we played in L.A. like in 2019. All right. I got really drunk. Lost it. <laughs> All right. So uh, one one last uh, before we get you out of here. Uh, what goals ha- do you, are you trying to accomplish this next year since this is an end of year episode? Well, uh, for you know, like for my 2022 like band goals kind of shit or anything. Yeah. Band goals, life goals, whatever you want, whatever you, uh, you want to talk about. Well, um, I've just gotten some supplies, uh, to start doing personal streams, right? Like I've got, uh, I've got two bandmates, Heinrich and Donnie that both have their own very regular Twitch streams that they do. Um, and I'm not really trying to like bump in on their game at all, but like, we're also gonna, uh, 
we've like soft launched a Patreon, which is, we, we launched it within our like fan group and within our discord, um, to get the hang of how the platform works and how you use it. And, you know, try and get some information about how to do a successful one. And we've toured or we've played some shows with this band, Lords of the Trident, um, who are just the nicest Midwestern motherfuckers uh, that you'll ever meet from Wisconsin. And Ty runs like the most successful indie band, uh, like indie metal band Patreon that they have, um, that the whole fucking site has. He's, he's a wizard at like making sort of band-based content. Uh, and so I've been, he's been giving me a lot of advice and we're hoping to like do the real launch with the tears and merch and all that good shit. Early 2022, I'm sort of relying on that because I, uh, while we did well enough in the last couple tours to like pay ourselves out and keep the living expenses at bay, like, uh, I got out of the pharmacy technician game right at the beginning of our last like the tour before the one we just did, which is in September. And so I got to pivot to a new fucking income source. Right. And yeah. so that's, that's, we're hoping with that, uh, we've got a lot of like cool merch, like to circle back around, um, another big Mura fan, like the berserk, uh, artist is this dude, Jota Cravo. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Portuguese motherfucker. And he, he's been making, uh, he's a he's a huge Berserk fan. That dude is like his, you know, his fucking Jesus, right? Uh, and he's done a piece for us that we're gonna have as a Patreon exclusive thing. And then this dude Jorge Gutierrez, who we've worked with a couple times, we got a piece of merch from him, and we got a little snippet of a new song uh, that we're gonna come out with. And um, I'm actually waiting for Donnie to get me his DI guitar files because we've all we've recorded everything we need. Um, and once he gets those to me, I'll send them off to Kyle O'Dell and he'll make it sound like some real shit. We had Dan do the orchestrations. Dan from Wilderun did the orchestrations for like a 90-second snippet of music. That's awesome. Um, so I guess to, to, to sum that up into a more bite-sized piece of information for like goals, it would be uh, like launch the Patreon and finish album four and uh, start developing my skills in the world of video creation, which terrifies me. I don't like talking at a camera, oh, but man. you're so charismatic though. I mean, if I've, like, it's not like that's the first time I've heard that, but also I, I don't know. I mean, I think everybody's hypercritical of their own, vibe i've i'm acutely aware of like amount of stammering and fucking uh mm, uh mm, let's talk about mm, uh like this you know like my speech patterns and shit you should try stand up that'll help with that oh yeah that'll be great that'll be great for <laughs> <you>. <laughs> uh so i wanted to get that going good i guess on a personal level um uh, this is public information, so I can say it, but the game that I have been working on part-time with Eric Brown 
this, this Sea of Stars, it's a game by Sabotage Studio. I'm an assistant audio guy on it. Um, that game, the intention is for that game to be out in 2022. Uh, and so, well, I'll have to see about finding new projects after that, after that comes out, like after that project is, is all done and I'm, I'm turned in all my work and shit, you know? Um, which is one of these reasons I got, uh, I got this field recorder is cause, uh, I'm, I'm pretty interested in continuing that on a personal level is continuing like game audio work. Um, did some fucking yoga this morning with my girlfriend. That's uh, I'm very unflexible. Same. Uh, I suck at it, but like, it, I'm, you know, it feels nice to get up out of bed and like move around a little bit. So I need to do, something. I, work, I work from home now. So I just sit in like a, I've started to like just pace around my house just to get up and, and <laughs> like get blood flowing. But, uh, yeah, yoga might might be in the cards. Um, Dude, there's all kinds of people throwing throwing up your fucking beginner yoga shit on YouTube. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the world of the aggressive world of content creation. Their motherfuckers making every like possible interest that you have. There's somebody making it on YouTube and telling people how to do it. Absolutely, um, man. Uh, well, uh, if you, if you got any, uh, any, uh, plugs you want to throw out, I don't want to take up too much more of your time this evening. Uh, you can tell everybody where to, where to find you and all your stuff. Oh yeah. Um, you can find band stuff, uh, on, let me make sure I get this URL right real quick. Uh, linktr.ee slash a e t h e r dot r e a l m. That's link free, uh, slash aether.realm so we have all our uh all our good you know listen to our music watch our music videos buy our merch all that good stuff we'll throw that in our show notes too yeah that'd be great um and we have an aether realm facebook group which you would uh advocate that people not go join but if you're on facebook and you're not you're not ready to pull the plug like uh like you should you can find us at the TMHC, the Aether Realm Fan Club. Uh, you search that, you'll find it. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming and hanging with us. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, hopefully, yeah, uh, hopefully the world. Thank you will, for having me. Yeah, any, anytime. Hopefully the world will heal itself to where we can uh, embrace in a warm hug. Uh, one yeah, day soon. It will be fun. I mean, I've you know this is my day ten after catching COVID, so. I'm about ready for plenty of that. And, you know, it's, it sucks not being able to feel like you can just go see people willy nilly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we're almost around that bend though. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm fingers so crossed and staying optimistic and trying to get good at comedy again so I can have reasons to travel. But, um, thanks again for having us. Uh, thanks to everybody for uh, listening. 
Uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. Uh, once again, you can find us at Boomer Memes Pod on Instagram. I am Sharp Official on Twitter. Both of those have a link tree in their respective bios where you can find all of my links, all the old music I was talking about. I used to make uh, links to my Discord that I've just launched. Um, and my Venmo and my cash app, uh, all of you guys stay safe, have a happy new year, and, uh, we'll see you next week on boomer memes. Crank it. Mm-hmm.